Can you hear me? Thanks for that welcome with my full name. I'm now aware that I may have been naughty in some way. <laughs> Not yet. It's a real privilege for me to uh, join in with this Healthy Church uh, preaching series where we're taking time uh, over the next few months to focus in on the main things that we are called to be and called to do as a local church. Over the past three weeks, Steve uh, and with Kaz on one of the weeks, uh, have looked at what is a healthy church, um, what is a healthy community, and then last Sunday, as Steve kicked off our week of prayer that we're currently in, and again, as Steve mentioned, finishing tonight, Steve encouraged us to ask three questions. What have we got in our hands? What have we got in this house? And how many loaves do you have? And then finally, an encouragement to do as Jesus tells us to do. I don't know how you found it through your prayer this week, uh, how you've been addressing and praying in line with those questions. As Steve's mentioned, we're going to hear some stories in a few moments' time of some of the things that God has been saying um, and been speaking to us about through what we've got in our hands and what we've got in this house, within this church. Uh, and then we're going to prayerfully consider what it means to uh, act in obedience and to do as Jesus has told us and spoken to us. So this week uh, has been a pretty crazy one for, for us. I've got the privilege of being on the staff team uh, here in the church building. It's been crazily busy. Um, we, on Monday, uh, we had the NHS 70 event in here where we welcomed over 300 people um, through the doors. There were loads of stands. This hall was completely transformed with bunting and all sorts of uh, vegan cakes. <laughs> but it was a great opportunity to serve and love the local community and the not-so-local community, serve tea and coffee, lunches, and just to have a, a building that we've got uh, where we welcome so many throughout the week. Um, and I think it's no surprise that in a week where we're looking at what do we have in this house, um, that we've had a week full in this building, uh, groups from the NHS, local charities and organisations, church ministries and community groups meeting, hosting events here. It's a really exciting time for us and I don't think it's by any coincidence. Also, personally, as a family, uh, we've had a pretty crazy week. Um, just last Friday, we got the keys to our brand new house. Um, <laughs> This is a house that we as a family have been praying for, uh, for God's provision uh, through probably over the last four years or so. Um, and, and it's a family home that we're hugely blessed by, overwhelmed by, thankful to God for. Um, and it's a, it's a space that we hope to open up to many of our neighbours. It's a space that we uh, will look to welcome many of you into as we worship and pray together, as we share food uh, and love and care for one another. Um, so we just wanted to say at the beginning of this a really big thank you to all of you, uh, all of you who have stood with us and prayed with us and for us uh, for this provision of a home. It's a huge answer to prayer. And again, in a significant week for us as a church, a moment of breakthrough uh, of something that's been coming or we've been praying for faithfully for four years. So thank you, church. You're all welcome around for a party when we have one. <laughs> Dates to be confirmed. 
And then just finally, I had a phone call Friday afternoon uh, just in here, again on the, the back of some of what we've been praying about what we do with this house, um, from a, a local youth club who have just been given notice uh, in the premises they're in. Um, they're looking for somewhere to host for two hours on a Thursday evening. Um, and, and just in talking to her, it's a, it's a youth group that, that works with those with accessibility needs. Um, and I was talking to her and I was, I was just prompted again. Um, oh, we've been praying about all this sort of stuff this week. I wonder what, what God, and I, I think I was just encouraged and I want to share with you that uh, there will be many things that may have happened this week that you may have felt, oh, that's, that's strange or that's different. Um, and if we don't take the time and the space to reflect on it and time to listen to God, to share um, with each other and to do what he tells us, then we could miss what God's saying to us. Um, and that's why tonight will be really important uh, in our prayer meeting. We're going to take time to reflect on some of what's been said this week. Even in a few moments' time, we'll be doing so. Um, so more on that a little bit later. And of course, please join us tonight from 7.30 in here uh, as we meet to pray and listen to God and to uh, seek him. So, over the next few minutes, uh, as we continue in this Healthy Church series, uh, we'll be looking together at being a healthy church who pursue the presence of God. When we talk about the presence of God, we're talking about something that is absolutely biblical throughout the Bible, from God's presence in the garden at the beginning, and the God's presence uh, right through to Revelation 21, where we find um, the presence of God uh, among his people, with his people. And we find people throughout the Bible who have pursued and enjoyed the presence of God. So when we look at and talk about the presence of God, it can often feel a little intangible or what, what does that mean? Um, so I did a little bit of research just to help us. And uh, the original Hebrew word that is used through uh, the majority of the Bible where presence is uh, mentioned, it actually refers to face. So when we are pursuing his presence, we're pursuing the face of God. We're talking about drawing near to him. We're talking about being able to identify him. I can see all your beautiful faces this morning. There's something about this face-to-face -face, uh, encounter that when we pursue God, we're talking about a real intimacy, a real nearness to him. And I, I feel we're going to read from Exodus 33 in just a moment. Um, and I, I do feel there's something uh, that's hopefully helpful, but also prophetic in what we're going to read um, this morning as we dig into the Word of God and as we pursue Him. I get a sense that there's going to be an unlocking uh, with us as a people that will allow us a greater revelation and a greater experience of the presence of God. So we're going to start in Exodus 33, uh, verse 12. We find Moses up, up a mountain. What are you doing up the mountain, Moses? He's talking with God, and we'll find out what he's saying. So, Exodus 33 from verse 12 down to verse 20. Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favour with you. Remember that this nation is your people. 
The Lord replied, My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Then Moses said, now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face for no one may see me and live. Lord God, we thank you for your word. Thank you for this passage of scripture. Lord, we thank you for the story of Moses, Lord, this conversation he had with you. Lord, we pray that we will be a people who pursue you and follow you and hunger for you and your presence in the same way Moses did. Lord, we pray we would have the same attitude as Moses to say, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us. Lord, we're no good without your presence. We need your presence. Lord, we know you're here with us this morning through your spirit. And Lord, we do ask for fresh encounters even this morning. Come and pour out your presence on us. Come and meet with us as we hunger and thirst for you. Come and satisfy and bring peace to our hearts. Come and surround us with your love Heavenly Father, mighty God, come Lord Jesus, come and fill us anew, just in your own hearts where you are, why don't you just express some of your hunger, your desire for more of him. Amen. We need the presence of God. So spending time in God's presence is what distinguishes us from others, says in verse 15, then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? I felt really specifically for us as a church, we want to be a people of the presence of God. We want to be a people who are distinguishable from others, those who don't know. There's to be something different about us. Spending time with God will change us. I don't know about you, but I'm a pretty impressionable person. You'll notice if you spend any amount of time with me that I'm a bit of a copycat. I tend to copy the bits I like about some people. Um, and, and you'll find even on a morning like this, you'll find many of my mannerisms or the way I speak um, will reflect those who I spend time with. And my hope and prayer for myself and for each of us in this room would be that by spending more time in the presence of God, we will become so impressionized, if that's a word, by him, that people do start to notice, that people do recognize, oh, okay, you're, you're not like other people that I know. You're, there's something different about you. And that's my prayer this morning, that as we dig into this passage a bit, bit deeper, um, that we would, we would find God would change us, change our hearts, change our minds, change our behaviours and our character to be more and more like him. 
Just uh, turning over the page, or turning over the page in my Bible, uh, chapter 34 of Exodus, um, verses 29 and 30. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant and they were afraid to come near him. When Moses came down from the mountain where he'd been spending time with God, his his face was so radiant that it brought fear to Aaron, one of his closest, (laughs) and to all of the Israelites. It really will change us when we spend time in his presence. Now, it's worth mentioning at this point that we're talking about pursuing God's presence, and this doesn't neglect the truth that God is omnipresent. He's always with us. He never leaves us or forsakes us and that he will always be with us until the very end of the age. But there is a difference between saying God is everywhere and that saying God is here. There were clearly times with Moses, and there will have been times for many of us uh, in this room where we've known God's presence more fully, more tangibly, more intimately than any other time in our life. And this is what I want to continue unpacking. There's a joy to be found in our experience of God, in our relationship with him. We can too often find ourselves trying to and striving to do stuff to make ourselves right or find acceptance with God. That's not the gospel. The gospel is Jesus Christ, crucified for our sin, making a way into the presence of God for us to enter freely into the presence of God. He tore the curtain and made a way for us to live in this reality not just on a Sunday morning, but throughout the week, in our homes, in our workplace, when we're asking for the presence of God and we will pray later and expect God to move in such a way that we've, we've not encountered in a long time. But this isn't just something for our Sunday mornings. This is something that we're meant to carry the desire within our day-to-day lives. If we can now turn to Ephesians chapter 2, starting at verse 18, Paul writing to the church in Ephesus, verse 18 says, For through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. That's through Jesus we have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. We as spirit-filled believers, those who have been filled with the Holy Spirit, are a dwelling place where God lives by his Spirit. What was once confined is now openly available to all through Jesus. We have intimate access to God as our Father through his Spirit. So spending time in God's presence also brings security in our identity. We read here that Paul says, we are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people. We are children of God. We are those who are loved by a heavenly Father 
invited into a secure and intimate relationship with him. Spending time in God's presence also brings unity. We are those who are being built together, each of us together, to become a dwelling place for God's presence. We weren't made to do this alone. God is with us, us with one another, connected together. Remain in me, Jesus says in John 15, a truly wonderful and mind-boggling explanation of our unity with one another, with Jesus, with the Father. He says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. We can't do anything without being connected to Jesus, to his presence, through his spirit, to our heavenly father. It goes on in verse 9, As the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. We are to remain in this way. We're so thankful that God is omnipresent, that he is with us all the time. But don't we desire a greater measure of experience and of the presence of God? Don't we desire more? Is there a hunger in us that would stir us, that would bring about this peace that was promised to Moses, that all of God's goodness would pass before us, that all of his favour would pour over us? With unity, we find time together to worship, to pray, to prophesy, and to enjoy God's presence. 1 Corinthians uh, 13 uh, tells us that we are God's temple together, united, a place where God's spirit lives among us. And then in Acts 13, just moving on towards our conclusion this morning, Acts 13, uh, verse, verse 2. While they were worshipping, it's the early church, while they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit spoke and said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. As we spend time in God's presence, it brings about a commissioning to us when the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And they placed their hands on them, prayed for them and sent them off. It's time in his presence is what we need. It's time where we hear him speak to us. And when he speaks, he does commission us into action. There's a wider mission at stake to be a church who truly pursues the presence of God and succeeds in doing so, it will mean that we are also a church that is flourishing in our mission to this town, to the lost, to the hurting, to the broken, those who don't yet know. It's not enough to pursue God's presence without any expectation that we will be called to do something in response. The presence of God is wonderful. It's magnificent. It's where we're filled and equipped but it's about being able to be empowered to equip and impact those around us. We get the joy and the privilege of inviting others into this, into his presence, to know him as we do, 
to experience all the goodness and fullness of life that we have in Jesus. God's presence is necessary for everything. It's a big part of his redemptive plan to bring about salvation. It's where things change. It's where he shows and reveals his heart to us and to those who don't yet know him. We get to invite them into this moment. We get to invite them into these meetings, these gatherings. We get to invite them into our homes where they can experience the presence of God. We, ourselves, knitted together, hold our dwelling place of God's presence. When there's something about us, there's something that is distinguishable about us, we get to invite people into that. It will bring about a change, it will bring about a joy and a freedom. And when we do experience the heights of God's presence, there's always a moment, as there was with Moses, to come down the mountain, to be sent on, and again, as in Acts 13, having been prayed for and commissioned by God to go for the great things in a world with great need. And this is why we as a church have set aside this week to encounter God, to ask some big things of him and of ourselves, to hear him speak and guide us. So as we take a moment uh, just now uh, to hear some of the stories of what's been going on, can I invite you just to stand? I want to pray for us. I want us to pray together. Lord Jesus, we do invite you right now through your Holy Spirit. Lord, even, even as the roof tile fell just earlier, Lord, we're reminded of the roof that was removed for uh, the lame man to, to get to you, the healing that was accessible, but the crowds were surrounding you, but there was a way through that was unconventional, lowered down through the ceiling just to get near you. Lord, we want to have that passion Lord, we want to have that hunger. We want to have that initiative in us as a people. Lord, we want to be those who will seek you at all costs, who will fight for time in your presence, who will make it a priority to be in your presence. Jesus, you modelled so well in your time on earth as we read through the Gospels, your desire and priority of always spending time with your Father. It preceded all of the great things you ever did. Time with the Father. Time in his presence. So God, we ask right now, come and fill us. Presence of God, would you come and be with us. Holy Spirit, come and fill each one of us again. Jesus, Prince of Peace, come and minister to our hearts. Bring a peace where we need peace. Bring a joy where we need joy. Give us hope where we're feeling hopeless. To every situation, to every circumstance, to every broken heart. Jesus, you're the answer. We choose to remain in you. We choose to remain connected to you, Lord, by being with you. We're so grateful for your presence. So grateful for your goodness. We're so grateful for your word that guides and leads us and speaks to us. Lord, for all that we've 
been through this morning, Lord, all that we've um, read of your word, Lord, just the things that have provoked individuals here. Lord, just settle something in our hearts. Move us forward, Lord. We don't want to be those who are static, Lord. As we spend time with you, we want to also do what you tell us to do. Lord, we want to be those who are mobilized and active. We want to be those who speak your truth boldly. We want to be those who share your love with fullness of compassion and mercy to those who don't know you. Lord, would you make us a church who has a healthy pursuit of your presence? Lord, would we be a church where people uh, know us, where people spend time with us and know, wow, God's presence is here. Lord, as Moses came down the mountain, his face is radiant. Lord, I want a, I want a radiant face. Lord, I want to be someone who is noticeably different, Lord. I don't want to hide behind um, barriers that I can put up to make me blend in. Lord, I do want to stand out. I want to be known for your goodness. I want to be known for your presence at work in me. Lord Jesus, make us a people who hunger and thirst for nothing but your presence. Help us to make you a priority in our lives, Lord, morning, noon, night, in the workplace, at home, in the pub, in school, in college. Lord, it's your presence that we need. It's your presence that moves us forward. It's your presence that changes us, that transforms lives. It's in your presence that there is fullness of joy. Come and pour it out, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen.